Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We give you information and education on senior care topics. And today we're talking about, well, we're talking about five statistics you should know or five things you should know about family caregiving. But first, more importantly, if you are listening right now, you are now listening on professional equipment. This is getting pretty classy. This is getting pretty classy. We now have two microphones. We have a mixer going right into the computer. We got stands. We have a real podcast going now. We're going to have a studio like... um NPR, or for those that are driving down the road late at night listening to Bedtime Magic. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. I forget what radio station that is. But. but at the end of the day, we're trying to do a better version of this for you. Before, we were sharing one microphone and yelling and trying to like get it closer to Janet because she didn't talk as loud as I do. And it was just uh, it was time to upgrade. You know, we've, we've had success with this channel. Uh, we appreciate it. So... Uh, we are now on to uh, bigger and better equipment. Our technology is evolving. It wasn't even that much money, too, which is what's scary about it. It's like you can really get some great equipment, and it's not outrageous uh, amount of money. So, But anyways, if just to, just to start this off, we're going to uh, say, listen, if you have the opportunity, it would be great for you to rate us, for you to subscribe to us, for you to give us five stars on all of this. It is amazing, and it is important that you do that. So if you like this channel, if you enjoy it, please hit that subscribe button. We're putting out two to three podcasts every single week. We're putting a lot of effort into this, so we would love to see those subscriber numbers come up. If you don't like us, then don't do anything. But if you don't like us, just turn us off. Then I if guess. you can't say something nice, don't say anything exactly, at all. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We don't need your <laughs> negative opinions. So that's your kind of quick tip right now. We are available on Facebook, the Caregivers Toolbox. I am on uh, I am on uh, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter if you put my name in there. I don't know if I want you to find me on Twitter. There seem to be a lot of trolls on Twitter. But I'm on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And if you do happen to need private home care services, well, that's what Minute Women Home Care is for. But the vast majority of our listeners don't live close to us. They don't need our services, but they're interested in some interesting podcasts. So the first statistic that I want to talk about, and I'm going to read the statistics and then Jen and I will talk about it. This one blows my mind, is that there are 34.5 million, million unpaid caregivers caring for adults over the age of 50. We're talking 10% of the population is caring for older adults in this country. Janet, what are your opinions on this? Well, considering I'm one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not surprised because it's um, the whole generational thing of people that, uh, you know, are becoming more the sandwich area here and, and other things. And there's a, a lot of folks that need a little bit of assistance, but the healthcare system, the Medicare, Medicaid system is not designed to take care of everyone. No, and I was just doing a, I was guesting on a podcast now, and one of the questions, um, Pat Kelleher of the Home Care Alliance, who I did the podcast with, was like, "How do you, how do you determine? How do you like handle how Medicare doesn't pay for all this, and this is all private pay?" And it's like, you know, most people from hospital, and my new saying is from hospital to hospice. Most people don't know anything about it, 
You know, they think go yep. to a hospital and you get better. Oh, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And yep. you know, thirty four point five million people in this country realize and and then on top of that it's the millions of people getting care that's unpaid. So you're probably talking forty to sixty million people are providing are learning the hard way that it doesn't work out that way. That's right. So so the, the, the next one, and I thought, you know, you could have done like a million statistics on this, but these were like the five that I thought were like, these are crazy. Like, if people <laughs> find out about this, they're going to be blown away. So now we've got 34.5 million unpaid caregivers. The average, the number two is the average caregiver is spending 24 hours a week providing care. 24 hours a week providing care. You, I would bet you most people would not think that is the average on the amount of care that somebody's getting provide, provided for. It's a for. much higher number than people realize. But yeah, at the same time, if you ask someone how they spent their day, they don't know how much time they spend doing a lot of things. So it's kind of understandable. They probably think, well, I do this here or I do that there, but it really adds up. It does add up and it adds up over time. And, and kind of like a bonus statistic to that was, you know, was that um, nearly one quarter of, of caregivers are spending more than 40 hours a week on, on home care. So, excuse me, on providing unpaid assistance to a loved one. So, I mean, you're thinking that that at least, you know, on average, you you're basically have a part-time job providing care for somebody. And then a quarter of those people have a full-time job providing care for somebody. It's just, it's, it, you can, can you imagine working the 40-hour a week and then going home and having another 40 hours of work to do to provide care for somebody. Or, um, you know. Or there are also a number of people that, you know, it, it's much more common for people to work from home. Well, part of the challenge is they're working from home so they can be there with someone who needs assistance. And then they're trying to juggle how to get their job done while they're also doing this simultaneously. It's almost like having kids at home and no daycare or, um, you know, the, the idea of they need your attention. How do you split the time? Yeah, and it's, it's certainly not easy. I mean, um, you know, the next statistic that kind of this, they, they all just wrap into another one. It just it flows easily. But it, on average, the family caregiver spends nearly $7,000 out-of-pocket costs to be a caregiver. And three-quarters of family caregivers report that they're incurring out-of-pocket costs for being a family caregiver. That includes medical supplies, groceries, transportation, home care, daily living chores, you know, uh, 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 clothing, things like that that need to get done. Meaning chores like paying for a home, uh, home cleaner to show up or a house cleaner to show up because they can't um, do that. The other thing that I think people need to remember, <clears throat> which is scary, is that how much it's not just how much you're spending but also how much are you losing and what i mean by that is is if you're if you're sitting there going my dad needs full time help do you go to your employer and say i can only work a third of what i could work before or two thirds well you mm -hmm. know and it's it's not unfair if you're only going to work two thirds you're only going to make two thirds right like that's common yep. sense so so it's not just the incurring of the cost of saying, hey, I got to spend seven grand a year on care for somebody. How much are you losing on top of that to provide that care because you need to be home more often? Oh, there are people that jeopardize their jobs because they're either late or have to leave early or have to take 
mom, dad, or grandma to a doctor's appointment. And, you know, some employers are more understanding of that than others. And some people are afraid to say why they're missing time because they think their boss won't think they're focusing on their job. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, when we've done a podcast and look at it and you specifically brought this up because obviously it affects you more than it affects me, um, of how to talk to an employer about being a family caregiver, because that's something that, you know, um, you know, sometimes maybe people are, people can be hesitant to talk about health related issues with their employer in general, but I think it's maybe more commonly acceptable to say, Hey, listen, I uh, have cancer. I need to take a leave of absence or something along that. But I don't think it's as common nowadays and it will be very common soon if it isn't already to say, my dad is suffering from Alzheimer's and I can't work the amount of hours that I wish I could work right now. I mean, I would, I'm willing to bet that 99.99% of employees would rather be doing their work than caring for their parent with Alzheimer's, right? Like nobody Absolutely. wants to be in that situation. But You know, we can talk about the need for um, child care and people talk about it at lunch and all the time. They talk about doggy daycare yep. and that's a comfortable thing. But the idea of mom and dad, that's, I think, a... Uh, not as comfortable, and I think partly because it's more of an unknown for a lot of people. Well, that's an outstanding point that I wouldn't have thought about. I was trying to make the the analogy to to having a health problem of your own, but you know, childcare is an even better example of that than than a health problem because childcare, you're you know, my personal feeling is as you grow older, you're reverting back to being a child in some ways. Like you need help with continence, you need help with knowing where what's safe and what's not safe. You aren't steady on your feet anymore. You don't, you know, and in some cases you don't understand how the way the world works anymore because technology has advanced things so much that you're not as comfortable. I mean, could you imagine if you drove a car in the 1950s and then tried to get into a car in 2018? You know, like... Oh, absolutely. You know, you see people, it's so funny in the videos where they're like, how do you turn the car on? Where do I put the key in? You know, you just press the start button and it starts right up right there you go <laughs> like right. there's there's something that's becoming more and more commonplace on vehicles every single year so you know that's that's got to be a, a just a um a huge hit when you're like hey i can only work 20 hours a week rather than the regular 40 well also i think to look at the the stress factor associated with it because caregiver burnout is something that there's a lot of articles we could do one or more podcasts on that topic. But that's something that, um, you know, is it stressful? Are they safe? Is Are things okay? There's the part that is justifiable resentment that you don't have freedom. You raised your kids, you figured now you're you're out from under all of those, those little care things of making the bed and feeding and keeping them safe. And here you are doing it yet again. And uh, you'd rather be working. You'd rather be doing something else. And there's a lot of guilt and stress that goes with that. And you hear about higher rates of alcoholism, substance abuse, sleep deprivation. It's all because of these caregivers that are kind of like the quiet sufferers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can imagine the amount of stress. You know, people turn to to alcohol or drugs or 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 in some cases food or in more positive cases, you know, whether that's ex- over-exercise or whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. there certainly is a lot of stress involved in that because, you know, it's it's a complete lifestyle change. And a lot of people, and ideally, do work that they overall enjoy. And, you know, to be taken away from what you consider your life's passion or whatever it might be, 
to care for a parent um, is a tough thing to do. And that's under the circumstances that you like your parents. That's right. You know, there, there's the other thing is that there are a lot of families that don't like each other. You know, that <laughs> we see it true. all the time. Yep. We see it all the time where siblings hate each other. Parents have contentious relationships with their children. And, and the reason why they're paying our services or they're doing any of this is out of out of a sense of guilt and duty because that was my mom, even though I don't think she was a good mom. Absolutely. There's something that went on at childhood and the person through memory changes is a has developed a different personality. We have families that resent the fact that mom or dad love the caregivers more than them. Yeah. You know, and, and there's an added stress for that. What are they doing that I'm not doing? I'm their daughter. I'm their son. It's tough. Yeah, it's absolutely tough. And then, so number four, not that we haven't given you more than four, but number four, and I thought that was an interesting one, and I certainly think part of this statistic is falls squarely on private home care services, um, is the average out-of-pocket cost for long-distance caregiving is $12,000 per year on average versus regular caregiving when it's hands-on is 7000 So obviously a $5,000 a year difference. Now, you know... Um, I'm kind of surprised it's not higher. In yeah, some ways. I, as I was saying it, I was a little surprised it wasn't yeah. higher because home care can can add up quickly, and five thousand dollars worth of home care per year is not a lot of home care. Um, when you think that if you got twenty four hours a day from us, you're talking quarter of a million dollars. Um, right. You know, so it's 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 a lot of money. Um, but this probably includes arranging like adult daycare and services that are provided through communities yeah, too. Or so. transportation back and forth to seeing yeah. your loved one and things like that. I don't know if this, this is this, most of these statistics come from the AARP study, um, family caregiver study, if you look it up in Google, but certainly there is a more expensive cost for living out of state. So, uh, so you, you think that, you know, you, you might have uh, life alert, that costs more money. You might have cameras installed. You might have, you know, transportation back and forth to make sure things are going on. But there's there's a more a more a bigger cost, and certainly our industry has benefited from that um, because so many people live far away from where their parents are um, that you know it's uh, it's not it does it's not it doesn't make sense to be able to fly to Florida every single weekend to yeah. care for somebody. And if it's coast to coast, you have a time zone difference. Yeah, absolutely. Which further complicates things. So, but one thing I wonder though, I do wonder because, you know, I grew up in uh, in a suburb of Boston. Um and one of the things I loved about that suburb or the suburbs of Boston or that the houses didn't take up the whole plot of land. And nowadays the houses take up the whole plot of land. You know, it's 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 um it doesn't really look good to me. But anyways, people buy these huge houses. Why do you need nursing homes anymore? Assisted livings. God, you got a 5,000 square foot home. There's got to be a bedroom in there for mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We just hire us for a few hours a day or whatever. And then, you know, you got the, you got the thing. But it just makes me wonder if that's, that's going to be like maybe the, the end of some of the services because it's like, yeah, you, you know, if you live in a 1,500 square foot house with your kids and your wife, well, maybe there's no, no room left. Live in a four thousand square foot mansion. Well, wow, that's a pretty good amount of room for to have another extra person in, right? Yeah, yeah. It it really is. It's a, a whole cultural change, and just the the number of things that have changed just in our lifetime. That um, you know, it's like living on a different planet. Yeah, you know, it's nuts. But and then the final one, and, and I just wanted to summarize this up. 
is is in total family caregivers spend four hundred and seventy billion dollars in unpaid care, or I guess family care, caregivers provide four hundred and seventy billion dollars in unpaid care. Um, you know, obviously, this is a massive, massive number. You're talking about you know people that are are providing care to a loved one, not really getting reimbursed with it, and then on top of that, they're losing out on pay. Um, opportunities, you know, and and things like that. You know, you you think about you know the same same situation as maternity leave, right? Where maybe somebody goes on a maternity leave, and and we know that this is happening more and more that they quit their job because the amount of money they were making really just is a a, a net po- small net positive or negative yep. to how much daycare is going to cost. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So it ends up being, you know, a wash basically that hey, I can stay home and, and and raise my child. Well, one of the things that I think people maybe forget about with that is that, you know, with leaving the workforce, you it's detrimental to your career in the sense that you don't continue to get raises. You don't continue to further your education, your your the politics that come with being in your an office. Your own health care becomes your, your, ridiculously expensive. That's true as well. Um but, you know, the, those are the types of things that you miss out on when you raise your own child. Well, same thing happens if you leave the workforce and you decide to care for your, your parent. While you are certainly doing a great thing and a moral thing, it might come back financially to haunt you because maybe you lose five years worth of promotions. Maybe you lose, you know, that or that big yep. promotion that would have allowed you to become, you know, whatever you know, the corner office somewhere. And those are the things that you sacrifice by being yeah. home. Um, so it is, It is. you know, I don't know what that $470 billion exactly entails, but the number is at least that, or if not higher, if you start taking into account what people are losing out in the workforce. I, I would say that I would be very surprised if these numbers aren't um, significantly underestimated. Yeah. Because they're basing this on, you know, statistics where they can, what they've counted. But there are literally, to use the phrase, countless numbers of people that are doing this that nobody even knows about. And if you're dealing with someone that has some form of dementia, but the rest of their health is kind of average, so to speak, um, you know, there's a lot of undocumented dementia out there and people are just curbing their lives and making these changes and they're not even making it into anybody's statistics yet. Yeah. They're just changing their lives. And there are a great many people that just they go through, they deal with the whole thing and they never even get on the radar of um of this, you know. And uh I think things will change in time, but you know, you hear about uh they've even written books, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, I think the elderly population, it's not a village. It's its like one or two people that are trying to carry the burden for it. And and there's there's a lot of underestimated uh, figures. Yeah, I totally, I mean, I use, I can t- talk to my own experiences where, you know, in April of, of 2011, I was working a full-time job. I was in inside sales, learning about a steel industry and figuring out if this is something I wanted to do long-term. And, uh, I'm going to be outside sales and and do all of that. And I get a call that, you know, my mom has a seizure. And within a month or two months, I had rented out my condo that I I just bought. And I was moving across the country where I was making zero money. And I was paying $1,000 a month or whatever it was for an apartment. 
you know, yeah. because my girlfriend and I moved across the, the country to, to be there with my mom. Yep. So, and it changes so fast, you can't even yeah. catch your breath. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't an option. There was no, there was no thought process in it. It was like, well, you know, this is, this is going to happen. And, uh, and so, you know, long term, was it a big deal financially for me? No. But, you know, what if that had been instead of three or four months, it had been three or four years? You know what I mean? Like, then it's a huge difference. It's a, it's a big yeah. difference. So, um, and, it, and, it can, and it certainly can change somebody's life life structure for the yep. good and bad. What if, what if it had been three or four years for me and I was living in Florida, hating every second? I don't want to live in Florida, deal with yep. the heat right now, and, you know, that would have been terrible. It's, it almost is like, you know, when the, when the government reports unemployment figures. You know, um, when people stop looking for work, they're not counted Counting, as yeah. unemployment. Well, there are people that are not saying, I need help or I'm caregiving, but there they are, and that's what they're doing. You know, and um, it's, it's a huge, huge um, challenge for everybody. So there you have it, folks. There are five statistics you should know about family caregiving. That hopefully will make you feel, if you are a family caregiver, that you are not alone out there. Um, we don't really focus on family caregiving stories, but there are plenty of podcasts that do. There are plenty of forums that do. I know caregiving.com is a big website when it comes to that type of stuff. So um, if you are one of those family caregivers frustrated and need somewhere to vent or whatever, that might be a good website to go to. But we thought it would be a good um, show to kind of uh, talk about some of the underappreciated and under uh, spoken about kind of family caregivers that are out there. So thank you very much for listening to the Caregivers Toolbox. If you have uh, any comments or questions, you know how to reach out to us. Again, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can email us. You can figure it out. You're all smart people out there. Janet, thank you very much for joining me as my You're co-host. You're welcome. It was fun. It was always as fun. As always. As always. And I hope we sound just extra delicious, extra amazing <laughs> with our new microphones, our new mixer, our new setup. And we will catch you on the next one. Thank you very much. <laughs>